If you really want to grow and, and when you have big dreams, like to actually get there, you have to have rest and a consistent habit. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo and Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 33, and before we get to our guests this week, we just need to pause and say thank you. We've taken an intentional break these past two weeks from the podcast, and if you follow us on Instagram, you know why. About a week ago, we helped my dog Zanzibar cross the Rainbow Bridge, after battling from a horrible condition called wobblers. He was only five. I'm not going to lie to you, every day is still really hard, and honestly, I wasn't even sure I could talk about this right now without crying. But if we've learned anything these past couple weeks, it's that we collectively as entrepreneurs and business owners need to listen to ourselves more and understand our priorities better. We have big goals for our business, and we pride ourselves on being consistently there for you with things like this podcast but we're also human. And in between these podcast episodes and these Instagram posts and these weekly newsletters, we are experiencing extreme highs and lows, grief and loss, imposter syndrome, exhaustion, just like you might be. So next time you are fighting something really big or just feeling disconnected, please give yourself permission to do less. Taking a break is healthy. It's not a setback. It's really just a time for growth and clarity and, in my case, healing. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your love and support as I take this time to adjust to some some sort of life without my fur baby, something I never thought I would say this soon. But on a much, much brighter note, our guest this week is all things sunshine and 100% something that I need more of in my life. Val Marlene was our very first business coach, and she is a constant friend and a partner for us to this day. She understands more than anyone the importance of balance and setting priorities, and she doesn't shy away from those hard questions that truly help you grow. In this episode, we're chatting about the mythical work-life balance, setting boundaries, pricing your services, and her specialty, how to feel confident in your finances. You are going to want to listen to this episode again and again. So let's go ahead and get started. Hello, Val. We are so excited to have you on the Duo On Air podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so fun to be here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Our audience is no stranger to you, uh, I hope. <laughs> uh, we talk about you all the time. So Val was our very first coaching investment that we ever made for our business, and it was 100%. The best investment yeah. we've ever made for our business. For, yeah, 100%. <laughs> 
So <laughs> you have had such a tremendous value on our, um, in our business and in our lives. And we're just so excited to have you here. So yes. we can share you with our audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so why don't you, if there is the rarity out there of someone who hasn't heard your name yet, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am Val and I am a business coach. I actually started as a wedding photographer and learned a lot of things the hard way. And now I'm kind of on a mission to help people not have to go through all the pain and crying (laughs) that I had to go through. And a big, big part of that um, comes back to work-life balance and finances. So those are two of kind of the primary overarching themes that I coach on a lot. And I work with creative women specifically. I love that. Yeah, that was absolutely. I think at the time that we started talking with you, we didn't know we needed that, but it was Mm -hmm. absolutely what we needed. Like the balance of our corporate jobs, this new job, like the mix of how to leave our corporate jobs and have enough money. Like we were just thinking about like, okay, how can we scale our business? We weren't thinking about anything that we had worked on for five months to really like make that business scalable because it wasn't even there yet. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, and you guys have it even harder with needing to take both of you full time, you know? So the fact that you guys did that so quickly is really amazing. And just, I mean, a testament to having a system and doing the hard work, you know? And having a coach help us. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yes, you get a lot of credit there. Yeah, I think something for me, when we first decided to invest in you, I, like my main goal was, I looked at Abby and I was just like, how do we get out of this corporate nine to five? Because I said, that's what freaks me out the most. Like, I I feel like that seemed so out of reach for me particularly that I was like, there's just no way. And I don't understand how somebody's going to teach me and help me you know, get there. And as soon as we finished with you, I was like, oh my gosh, she was like, you were almost like a therapist, which I don't know if you like being called that, but you were definitely like our business therapist. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And cheerleader, you were so much, you were like, you provided so much value and you were a cheerleader and you were a therapist. And so I felt so much more confident and better about my future with my personal life and my business life that when we were done with you, I was like, yes, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's the goal. Like the goal is confidence. And that's what like all, everything we're going to talk about even goes into giving you confidence because you actually can do it. And I think as creatives, we often think we can't, for some reason, we think we can do the creative things, but there's something about the business side that we're like, "Mm, I don't have the right brain for that. Right. It scares us a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about that. What do you think are some of those big problems that entrepreneurs like us and the, when we first started coming and working with you, what are some of the biggest things that people struggle with? Honestly, I think the number one is just financial clarity and probably confidence too. So like we were saying, as creatives, we don't love numbers usually, and it usually doesn't come easily. And so we tend to avoid it. We're doing a billion other things. And so it just keeps putting, getting put off and going to the back burner. And even like you were saying, we have these big goals, but for some reason we have a hard time connecting the fact that those big goals are very determined by our finances. And so one of the biggest problems is that honestly, a lot of creatives don't even try. They kind of just wing it, 
you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. It is not fun. <laughs> and especially when you have no one telling you how to do it and high school and college do not prepare you for that. Not at all. No. Not, not even, they don't even prepare you for the personal side of things, let alone like what it would right. be like if you were to run a business. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, why do I have to take this science course as a like required course, but I don't have to say anything about personal finances. I'm, that's yeah. a whole rant we could get on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. It is bizarre. Yeah. I think there really isn't anything out there that And we, like when we first started our business, we looked at every Pinterest thing you could possibly look at of like every blog telling you what you need to do to start a business. You need to buy an LLC, you need to get a website, like all of that stuff. But, and then you here, you need to get a bank account. You need to keep business and personal separate. Perfect. But after that, there's nothing, there's nothing there that really guides you into, okay, now what do you do when money comes in? What do you do when the mm-hmm. IRS knocks on your door? What do you do when you have a partner? What do you do when you want to pay yourself? Like those were all mm-hmm. questions that were like, you want it because you really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Totally. And I think that actually all of that plays into even the work-life balance issue, because <clears throat> when we don't have confidence and clarity in our finances, we just work ourselves to the bone because you think that if you get enough clients and make enough money, then eventually you're going to be able to pay yourself. But if you don't start paying yourself, you're not going to start paying yourself more, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And I think too, it's that like, you feel like you have to grind and you have to constantly keep working to make enough money. And I think when we first started like this coaching progress with you, a big thing was like sitting down and figuring out you know, what is the bare minimum that we need to live and survive month to month. And I had never really thought, like, I've never had that mindset really, because you go from this corporate fluffy salary job to something where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm literally bringing in my own money with my own business. How do I do this? You know, what can we afford? What are our limitations right now? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's actually kind of funny, the things that you're like, oh, well, actually I don't need to be like, you know, spending money on that, or like I can take a step back here. So then it starts Mm -hmm. to become much more of a relief. And then you start to do, you build that confidence. You're like, we can do this. Like we can figure this out. It's not, you know, I don't need to grind 24 seven in order to bring all this money in. So I feel comfortable paying myself. Right. And I think that it also, it also comes back to the misconception that we, we're just going to be sad and never have any fun if we have a budget. (laughs) But actually you end up feeling a lot more freedom and you get to do more fun things because you can plan for them. And so there's a lot of really, and I know I've said this to you guys before, but so much of what I teach and coach on is just not sexy. And so nobody wants to do it. And it's usually a little bit scary, but there's so much freedom on the other side of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. So you mentioned work-life balance a little bit ago. What do you, tell us what you believe to be true about work-life balance. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is that I don't believe it ever just happens. It's not something that kind of falls into your lap or you, you make it. And, and then you just have great work-life balance. It's something you have to work for. And it also isn't a one and done process. You don't just achieve work-life balance and then the rest of your life is simple. 
It's unfortunately, again, none of this is sexy. It's just, it's hard work. <laughs> you have to keep committing to it. You, you will fluctuate on the things that are, you know, taking more of your time in different seasons. And so you have to be committed to just the idea of work-life balance. And I think there's also a lot of, there's a lot of talk out there right now that work-life balance doesn't exist. And I think if you want to get super technical about the definition of balance, yes, that's true. Like you're never going to have a perfect, even, you know, stretch across all of your hats that you wear. But I think it actually needs to be like, what is the balance that you want in your life? And that's going to be different person to person. So one person might, I mean, perfect example, I prefer right now in this season to work two days a week and to be at home with my kids the other days. Some people prefer three days a week. Some people want to work full time and that's fine. (laughs) So you have to make the conscious decision of what you want work-life balance to be. And then you just have to work for it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I like too, that you mentioned that it doesn't happen overnight because I feel like in a lot of people's eyes or minds, they're like, Oh, you're an entrepreneur. You started your own business. You must have all this free time. Like you can work whenever you want to work. You can stop working. You could do the laundry. You could do the dishes. And it's just like, actually, no, like that doesn't happen immediately just because I'm my own boss and we have our own business. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden, like we just work 10 minutes a day and then it's like, Oh, we're going to go shop. It's like, so opposite that I think mm-hmm. that people's mindsets are so like, it's just how people talk about it, you know, and they're just like, Oh, you have your own business. You get to do whatever you want. And it's like, actually, no, I like, I hustle really hard now because I have my mm-hmm. own business and like my structure, like I had a structure and now it all kind of fell apart and I have to rebuild it because I have this new business and right. I have to figure out that work-life balance all over again. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. And I feel like you have to figure out those balances throughout, like it doesn't stay the same. And I know one of the things that we worked so hard together on too, was setting like boundaries for ourselves because it's so easy to break your own rules and your own like schedule of what you said you were going to do. And then you Mm -hmm. realize you're miserable. And I've done this multiple times. I've said Tuesday and Friday are my days with my boys and I've broken that multiple times and there'll be days where I tell Courtney, I'm like, Courtney, I'm not going to work on Tuesdays anymore. She's like, I know you're not supposed to work on Tuesdays anymore. I I make like a point to not even talk to her on Tuesdays. And sometimes when she starts working, I'm like, why are you, why are you working? Like, why are you talking to me about this? Stop. Like Uh, this is our our business. This can wait until Wednesday when we're both working. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's such a challenge. So speaking Mm -hmm. of boundaries, can you tell us a little bit about, and I feel like I'm going to need to like take notes on this one too, because I'm sure we talked about this, you know, a year, however (laughs) long ago that was. Um, But I feel like what are those boundaries that people can start to write down and set for themselves in their business to help find this perfect balance, whatever that balance is for you? (laughs) I say perfect in air quotes. (laughs) Yes, yes. So I think the first thing is you really just need to define work hours. So you have to think about what you want your life to look like. And I guess even a step before that is to define what success means to you, because if you're just trying to fit the mold of someone else's life that you think is successful, 
then you might actually be, you know, just going way far down the wrong road. So understand what you actually want success to look like for you and then translate that to your work hours. How many hours are you working? What days do you work nights? Do you not? And have rules with that. So I do not work on the weekends and unless it's like a, a very extreme exception. And that's usually during launch season. So, you know, and those things, you have to have some sort of rule in place for you to even come close to it. So some of it is that you're going to have to develop the discipline to stick to your boundaries. And, but if you didn't have any at all, then you would be way far on the other end, you know? So work hours for sure. And then I would say really clear client communication boundaries. So tell people how they can communicate with you when, when they can expect to hear back. And you have to make sure that you are never communicating that you do anything else. (laughs) So you have to stick to it. Even if you choose to work late one night, you have to schedule that email. Do not send it. late, you know, I feel like that's something we could get better. Uh, at. Yeah. We 100% could get better at that. I feel like everyone needs to email you right now because your automatic response email is the perfect example of setting those boundaries and those expectations of when people are going to hear from you and when mm-hmm. your hours are and why they're getting an automated message. Like it's beautiful. So everyone should email you <laughs> and take a peek at it. But yeah, we struggle with this all the time. And also I think I love how you also said, I break this sometimes and like, we're all humans. And I think it's so important one to set the boundary, but then also forgive yourself when you break the boundary, because you can go right back just because you broke. It doesn't mean you need to just erase the boundaries and start over. Mm -hmm. It just, it means you broke it and you can try again. Mm -hmm. And I really think that idea of you're way closer to the ideal when you have a boundary that you break than if you didn't have the boundary at all. And so it's, yeah, it's just giving yourself grace and continuing to try, always choosing to get back on the horse. I feel like I say that all the time about anything balance related or anything business related. At some point, you're not going to do it and you're going to have to decide to start doing it again because nobody is, nobody is perfect. And I think we do have this weird misconception in our minds that the people who are super successful wake up and they're like in a movie full face of makeup and like I'm ready to work and then they just do it and they fulfill every single thing on their checklist and you know all these things that is literally nobody in real life and I think we get discouraged because of that and we think well I'm just not I'm just not cut out for it or if it doesn't come naturally then I probably can't do it but that's the lie. And I think as creatives, we believe that lie a lot that we kind of restrict ourselves to the creative stereotype, but really we can do a lot more than we think we can. And it just changes everything. Absolutely. It really comes back to that confidence thing too. I think that you were talking about earlier is that we need to just like focus on that confidence and really hone in on that because 
we can like we can do this. We absolutely have all the tools and support that we need to do it. It's just really stepping into your confidence and not listening to what the world is telling you. Like, no, you can't do this or you're not as perfect as that person over there. And I think it's just Mm -hmm. really owning that and making it work for you and for your business because we don't have to be like said business over there. We Mm -hmm. can make it work for ourselves. Right. And I think that there's so much flexibility in owning your own business. Like that is the beauty of it. You get to make the rules. You get to decide what that is. Yeah. Yeah. There's been times where like, I won't work on a Tuesday because Abby doesn't work on Tuesdays and well, she shouldn't work on Tuesdays. Um, (laughs) and my husband, he owns his own business too. And he'll be like, why aren't you working today? And I'm like, well, Abby doesn't work on Tuesdays. So I kind of take a breather on Tuesdays too. And his mindset, he's totally that mindset. Like you have to keep grinding. Like we have these small businesses, go, go, go. And I'm like, okay, that works for you, dude. But like, I need a breather over here. And he like, I feel like he just loves to work. It's his hobby. But for me, I'm like, I love to work. Don't get me wrong. But I also need just like this little mental moment of like a breather. And so it's just funny people, different people's mindsets with how to run your own business and that work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much you love what you do. You still need a break. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you, um, can you email that to my husband, please? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Also, I was just sitting here thinking when you were like talking about everyone's to-do list and I'm one of the things we worked on. So we we use Asana for project management, which we love that tool and it's worked for us ever since we started our business. Yes. But we both have a priorities board, which was one of the, like Val helped us set up our um, whole Asana so that it works for us. So we each have a priorities board. I have broken every rule you've ever said about this because my priorities board is now the longest to-do list you have literally ever seen. And it's like, I still use it every week. Like now just a section of my priorities board is my to my priorities, whereas the rest of it is a crazy mess. And so I need to have this, like, this is a moment where we're talking about boundaries and I'm like, I know what our boundaries are and I know what my priorities should be a week. So I need to go back through that and I need to reprioritize. Like we do, we are all so guilty of this where you have a to-do list, you see what's on it, you know, it's not all possible. You end the day, you feel like crap. You do it again the next day. Yes. You, for some reason, check off your list and then you decide to add some more because you got something done rather than just taking a break. Like, or uh like rewarding yourself. Like you didn't like, you're like, Hey, I got those five things checked off and those have been sitting there for five months. I'm very proud of myself. I'm going to (laughs) go on my front porch and read a book. Yeah. Instead Mm -hmm. you keep adding to the to-do list Mm -hmm. and you're like, well, now I have more to do. Yeah. Yeah. It it never ends. And I think so many people are guilty of this where We need to make our to-dos shorter. We need to Mm -hmm. set those boundaries of like, when I do this, when I finish this for the day, I'm done working. Like I'm done working. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to read a book. I'm going to go in my garden. I'm going to go do something Mm -hmm. because then you actually celebrate the fact that you did something like what you needed to do for your business. You get Mm -hmm. that mental break and that refresh. And for us, I know whenever we do get that break, it's like we come back stronger and more on fire for our business and more inspired to do what we want to do rather than just crunching at the to-do list. Right. Well, and I think we forget that when you just are constantly working and you're never taking a break, you, your work quality does decrease. 
And so we think, well, I can't afford to take a break. And I would say, I don't think you can afford to not take a break. <laughs> if you really want to grow and, and when you have big dreams, like to actually get there, you have to have rest and it needs to be a consistent habit. It's not just like once a year you go on a vacation. No, you need to close your computer at night. You need to have time away from the screen, take weekends off, you know, all of that, whatever the balance ends up being for you, you still need to prioritize that rest. Absolutely. This is an episode for my personal life right now. <laughs> yeah, it's very therapeutic actually. <laughs> uh, so aside from all of this work-life balance and management and all these boundaries, another big thing that you talked about is finances. So mm -hmm. everything money related, which is a super emotional and uneasy topic for so many people. And very terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Too. And also, yeah, it's, yeah. it's scary. It can be scary as an entrepreneur and small business owner. Cause you don't have, you don't have a salary. You don't know if your next paycheck is going to come. So I think a lot of people have a mindset of just anxiousness whenever they think about it. So mm -hmm. what do you feel like you, I guess the first thing is like, what do you feel like you would tell someone who is in that scared like moment or that anxiety moment mm -hmm. of like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say the first thing, if you're like really stuck in anxiety over finances is to make the decision that you're going to do something about it and to find where like someone that you can learn from or something you can read that is going to just guide you through that. But I think there's something about making the decision that I am going to work on this and figure it out. And within that, that kind of assumes you have to have or make the choice to believe in yourself and believe that you can do it. And it's, it's not something that you're just going to know. You can't snap your fingers and be great at finances. So it is going to take some work, but I think a lot of people kind of just keep trudging along, hoping that someday something's going to make sense to them, but it doesn't become a focus. It doesn't become like a project, you know? And so it should be something on your to-do list, which as you all would remember, that's too big of a project to have on its own on your to-do list. You have to break it down, but still making that decision and saying that's something you're going to do. It's like, take back the power and control. Like you are in control of your business finances. You just have to learn how to do that. You know? Yeah. I love the take back control because I think that was one of the hardest things for me because I'm just like, I'm not a numbers gal, you guys. I'm the design one on the team here. I can do colors all day long, but I will not do numbers. <laughs> so for me, it was just so, it was very terrifying. Um, but the way that you explained it to us and educated us and set us up for success made me so much more confident to be able to move forward and start this business. Because if honestly, I can say that if it, was, if it wasn't for you, I would be probably still at the agency right now, just like very hesitant to walk away. <laughs> But look at you, look but at you now, it's been yes, a year, right? Right, I know. Yeah, it is, I, yeah, the whole arena, like I said, it, you don't know who to turn to. So, I mean, with one of your steps of saying like, go just find a resource, which I think you are the perfect resource for that because you talk about all of those terms, all of the things we need to know, what we need to understand. Um, 
reading Profit First was like one of the best things that we could have done to help understand mm-hmm. how to manage, like just manage money like a CFO. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know how, what I didn't go to school for finance. I don't think I took a single finance class and I, that just wasn't ingrained in me. And so, yeah, I understand some pieces of money, but definitely not how to run a business and to make Mm -hmm. sure that like, we're not going to owe money to the IRS and have to close our doors or like just all of a sudden go in debt. Like those kind of things are scary when you don't know what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, breaking it down and finding someone you trust to talk to about it and then figuring out a plan, like you said, like Mm -hmm. having that plan in place where um, you, I think just like your personal life, where you set boundaries of like, what you're going to spend money on, what you're going to pay yourself, like all of those boundaries that we worked on together. Like that's, that was something that gave us so much ease to be Mm -hmm. like, okay, here's how we're going to grow our business and move in the right direction. And Mm -hmm. we can tell any minute that we are investing too much, we can tell right away that we're like, okay, we need to make a shift. Like things need to change. So it's just, it's interesting because our energy, I feel like you can like feel it in terms of like when things are going you know, one way and the other way. And when you need to make adjustments, like it's just, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. So on this topic of money, uh, let's talk about our offerings. So I know when Abby and I first started out, I think for us, it was like, what, what do we set these prices as for our offerings? Um, how do we, you know, value our work and our time and where should we be at? Do you see a lot of people out there undervaluing their services? Absolutely. <laughs> I think we, we look at the overall number. So let's just say a thousand dollars is what you're charging for a service. And that seems like, oh, a thousand dollars. That's, you know, a good chunk of money, but we're not often looking at what that means, like how that breaks down and how much is going away and how much actually goes in your pocket. And so I think that's where the, having the percentage system and breaking that every paycheck into percentages. So, you know, this much goes to my business, this much actually goes to me for my salary. And that is usually a reality check. And often people are like, oh, I'm oh. making $5. <laughs> yes. It goes from a thousand to five and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was quickly gone. Yeah. Yes. And I think a lot of that comes somewhat from rightfully a high focus on client experience, but you can't have your client experience be so great, like in it costs that then you don't make any money off of it. And so I think a lot of people are spending too much money in order to fulfill the offering and not putting any of that back in their pocket. So that's a really big, I mean, almost every single person I work with starts there, you know? Yeah. 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 I think I remember you even saying to us is you're like, you're thinking about it in terms of what your client wants to pay, not what it's worth and what is happening. Like you're, they, everyone know, and most of our clients are entrepreneurs. So everyone understands that. Yeah. Like 30 plus percent of what you make is going straight out of your pocket into the like taxes and Mm -hmm. you don't even touch that money, but we don't consider Mm -hmm. that when we're thinking about our prices, we don't consider what that chunk is and where it's going. We just think of it all as like, this is going into our bank account. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was a moment where it's like, we need to stop thinking about what someone wants to pay 
and Mm -hmm. rather think about what the service is worth after all is said and done. Like, what is it worth when it's going back into our pocket? Yeah. Yeah. And even what you need. So, I mean, a big part of my approach to pricing is actually based on your life and your needs to like, what do you need to make to have the life that you're wanting to have? And then also what are the expenses that you want to have in your business? So somebody who doesn't work as many hours, but still wants, you know, to grow their business, they might have more expenses for like outsourcing and things like that. And so that's a choice that you get to make in your business, but you can't do that to the extent that then you can't actually make any money, you know? So there has to be a balance there. And I really think it matters very little what other people are charging and what some people are saying they will pay because if Tiffany's can sell a paperclip for a thousand dollars or whatever that is, like, I know that's probably overused at this point, but it's true. (laughs) If you, if they can do that, you can charge what, even what you need at minimum, but probably more. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah, I know for real. Uh, So one more question for you. Um, What would you kind of tell someone who's feeling right now they're listening to this, they're feeling that burnout or they're feeling that pressure of finding the work-life balance. Um, What would you kind of tell them if they're struggling with this? So the best thing to do is going to be the last thing you would think to do. And that is to actually rest, to take a step back, give yourself some space to get some mental clarity, because when you are burnt out, you are not thinking clearly. And if you try to make a big decision in that headspace, you may regret that decision later on. And the only way to get clear in the head is to to take that step back and to take the rest. And some of that is just coming to terms with the small amount of risk that comes with it. I think we way embellish how risky it is to take a break. Like if that means that you know, people don't hear on us, hear from us on Instagram for however many days, usually that actually doesn't do that much, you know? So taking that step back and actually getting the clarity is well worth whatever you're giving up for the couple days or even a week, or, you know, there, I have coached people and helped them make the decision to take a sabbatical and take like a month off. Or honestly, I, I have a client who is currently taking I think three to six months. So sometimes that's where you're at and that's okay. What comes on the other side makes that worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. I feel like, I mean, if you have any tips now or even later too, and I feel like I'm that person that wants to sometimes take a break for like three days, but then I have my computer right there and it's so easy to just open and check that email or do that Mm. little task or whatnot. So I think sometimes that's the struggle too, is like really owning that space and time for you to take a break. Because I think we're like, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Sunday, all of Sunday off. I'm not going to work at all. And then you're like, oh, well, I mean, I'm just going to look at Instagram real quick or reply to that real quick. And then mm-hmm. you kind of just broke it. And then you're kind of just back in it again. So I think it's really right. just focusing in on that and really prioritizing it. Right. You have to be strict. Like I'm not, I'm not saying you're like kind of not working. You have to choose. I'm not going to work and make it impossible basically. So if you actually go somewhere, don't bring your computer. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, 
Right. I know. I, um, we, I was just talking to our copywriter who's also our friend and I was, she has some boundaries set up on her phone, which I was kind of giggling about because she was like, Oh, sorry, I didn't get your call because my phone's on do not disturb from nine to five. And she was like, and also I can't send longer like voice messages past a minute because my, I have boundaries on my phone that allow me like not to be in this app. Like she sets up these boundaries so she can focus when she needs to work And I never have thought about like turning off notifications or setting those boundaries. And nowadays our phones have these capabilities built into them or other apps you can download um, Mm -hmm. that allow you to set up those boundaries. And I think if you can't be trusted, which so many of us can't be trusted, (laughs) trust yourself that, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's almost what you have to do, especially at the beginning. So that then you truly stick to the boundaries. And I know a hundred percent, I need to set better boundaries about not working at night or about actually taking a lunch break or, you know, doing normal human things that I'm like, Oh, I didn't, whatever. I didn't take a lunch break today. That's fine. I'll do it a different day. But then you end up feeling like crap. Right. So I think those things, it's just constantly working towards that better balance. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. just striving for it lately too. If I found myself like scrolling our Instagram, like our uh, business Instagram, I will ask myself the next day, like if I'm not engaging and I'm just like scrolling or whatever, mindlessly going through the motions, I'll ask myself the next day, like, what, what do you remember from scrolling for an hour or what did, what did you do or what was the value add there? And sometimes my answer is like literally nothing like that brought me nothing. It didn't bring me joy. I wasn't Mm -hmm. pushing our business forward. I was just sitting there scrolling and I don't even remember anything I looked at. And I'm like, that is so that is such a waste of an hour. That is so pointless. I could have been out in my garden or doing something else. So I think it's just like asking yourself those questions too. Like, was it worth it being on the app for an hour or, you know, just really getting deep into that and like figuring out if it was really helpful or not. And then just realizing Mm -hmm. that, like, I could have taken that hour just to relax. Right. Yeah. And I think that also comes back to the idea of control and taking back control of your time and your decisions and saying, I am choosing not to do this. And even with rest, choose to rest. Don't have to choose it, but fully choose it and, and own that because we are in control of our decisions, you know, and it mm-hmm. does make a difference. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you for another therapy session as always, because this was enlightening. Um, So why don't you tell everyone where they can go to connect with you, what you got going on? Yeah. So my website is valmarlene.com. There's a blog there where I talk about a lot of these things. And there's, if you go in in a deep dive in it, you can actually get through a lot of the stuff that we talked about today. Um, Then on Instagram, I'm val underscore marlene underscore creative. And um, I also do have a finance program now that's a group coaching program where we can actually go through all of that stuff together. um, And I will be continuing to do that. So even if you don't get in this time, that's, it seems like the thing people need. So that's the direction we're going. Absolutely. Everyone needs that program. Everyone. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for being on. This was so awesome. Thanks, Val. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love you guys. (laughs) Love you too. If you liked this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.